Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This is for coaches who care about impact and are ready to be pushed outside their comfort zone and into growth. You can find out more about AF Mentors at afmentors.com. Hello and welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. I have a question for you to ponder and it's this. Why do people want to work with you? Or why should they want to? And if you were a potential client, why would you pick you? And now, like, given the answers to those things, which I think, you know, pause the podcast now, write those down. Why do people want to work with you? Why should they want to work with you? If you were a potential client, why would you pick you? And if you can't answer those, or if you're like, I don't, I don't think I would pick me, then you need to change something. Ask yourself, are you showcasing that? Are you showcasing the things that make you stand out and the reasons that people should want to work with you? And if you can't answer those questions, then do some work on it. I don't expect people to have the perfect answer straight away, but it's meant to make you think, it's meant to make you question, and then it's meant to make you change what you're doing, adapt what you're doing. Probably something needs to change if you can't answer those. And, and ask yourself things like this, like what, what are my clients looking for? And are you then offering what your client's looking for? Why are you different? Why would someone work with you and not someone else? Part of that, yeah, is the personality aspect to that. But it needs to be more than just, yeah, well, I get on with some people. So does everyone, right? Well, maybe not everyone because some people are knobs. But so do most people. Why are you inherently unique? This episode is going to be all about essentially that, being unique, being different, doing something different, doing something that no one else is doing, being the first, being innovative. This is one of the benefits to working online. You can pivot, you can change, you can create something so quickly and you can tweak it again as quickly as you created it. Stop copying what everyone else is doing. Stop fitting this tiny narrative of this is what group coaching looks like. This is what online coaching looks like. This is what one-to-one coaching looks like. Do something different. Get some inspiration from what others are doing, but add your own spin. Do it differently. In fact, the, the you know, and that might be just tweaking, oh, this is how I do check-ins versus this is how this person does them. Or it might be something completely different. Like, I don't believe in that. I'm doing it this way. This is how I think coaching should be. Do something that no one else is doing because you will stand out. If I do it one way, do it another way. Most people think the exact opposite. They want to know what I'm doing so they can uh, (laughs) elevate. What's the word I'm looking for? Emulate. Yeah, so they can basically, so they can copy what I'm doing because they think that will work for them. It won't work for you. You'll just be a watered down version of what I'm doing because you haven't come up with that yourself. I really want to inspire you to push back against simply doing what everyone else is doing, thinking that there's an optimal way, there's a best way, and we should all just copy everyone else. Stand out, do something different. I read a book this weekend. When I say read, I think we all know. I listened to a book this weekend, okay? But it sounds cooler if I say read. Read a book in in one weekend. Anyway, the crux of it, it was called Purple Cow. It's very good, but you probably don't need to read the whole thing to kind of get the take-home message, which is do something people will talk about. And that usually means doing something different. And the reason the book is called 
purple cow is because if you saw a purple cow, you'd tell people about it, right? That's your marketing. Do something different so that people start to talk about it. And you can copy things from other industries that aren't going on in the fitness industry. Like, what are other people doing? I guess one thing that I've been thinking about quite a lot, and I don't know if I'll... I probably won't do anything with this, but Slack is used a lot in crypto spaces or in like workspaces but it hasn't really been used that much in coaching yet I don't know if there's a good reason for that I've never actually used Slack but anyway just one example that came to my head of what are other industries doing and how can you take something from another industry that they use that people in fitness don't use yet or aren't using in the same ways yet find inspiration for sure but then tweak it adapt it or change the environment that you're putting it in Or think about what your competitors do, but take it one step more. Do one step better. If you can see a gap, if you can see something that people aren't doing, ask yourself why they're not doing it and if you can do it instead. If you do things differently, then you will end up doing things that people talk about. And if people talk about it, you're much more likely to create, well, to to have more leads, right? That's creating your own marketing without having to do marketing. The marketing is that you are different. And this will obviously require creativity. You have to be creative to think of these ideas. And I think that's something that most of us really struggle with, especially nowadays. I read a tweet this week. I did actually read the tweet, didn't have to listen to it. That's about how how much I can read is about the length of a tweet, which maybe is why I love Twitter so much. Anyway, it said... We really need to normalise boredom. Some of the most creative moments come during periods of boredom. On a walk, in the shower, at dinner by yourself. You're bored, your mind wanders, your thoughts mingle, and bam, insight strikes. Boredom creates luck. I don't know if boredom creates luck, but maybe boredom creates creativity or allows creativity. Anyway, that was a... Who was it? Sahil, Sahil Bloom tweet, I think. Although I've not written that down. Anyway... The point is, boredom is your friend. That's when you come up with your best ideas. I was talking to Amelia about this on the EIQ Live and she was laughing and she was like, when are you ever bored? And I was like, well, yeah, that's the point. I don't distract myself with shit. Like with, I don't, I turn my phone off when I'm not using it. I don't watch TV. I don't have a TV. I don't, (laughs) clearly I can't read very well. I don't distract myself with food or with gossip or with just like crap. I think a lot of a lot of our problems come with well, what some famous uh, philosopher said this, but like a lot of a lot of humans humans a lot of man's problems right man's come from not being able to sit with their own thoughts, and I guess like in many ways like a lot of lack of creativity probably comes from that as well. If you can sit with boredom, ideas will come. So if you're sitting here thinking, yeah, I mean, it sounds great coming up with novel things and new ideas, but like I. I don't have any, so what am I meant to do? Get bored and don't flick through TikTok. Like if you're sitting there bored, don't think I'm going to bore me or I'm going to flick through TikTok or I'm going to entertain myself in some way. Sit with it. Just sit with it and ideas will come and then you can act on those. And this is honestly why not many people have many ideas is because they don't allow themselves to get bored. And creativity is so hard now because we always have something to distract us and we never let our minds wander and we never sit with boredom 
and you will be surprised what you come up with if you do. And I know this is essentially, (laughs) this is basically me saying I'm not very good at meditating and I can't really do it very well because it's kind of the opposite of what meditation is all about. But whenever I try to meditate, I just end up coming up with loads of ideas, which, you know, is great. It's not the purpose of meditation and it's normally more overwhelming than anything else. And I normally stop to write down the ideas because as soon as ideas come for me, they just leave again. And the likelihood is you probably have loads of good ideas, but you think of them maybe in the shower or maybe off on a run or walking or I don't know, when you can't sleep. And instead of quickly getting out your phone and writing them down, they just pass and you forget about them. And I I speak to Amelia about this quite a lot as well, because um, I get a lot of ideas like just before I'm drifting off to sleep, but I'm really good at like quickly writing them down or I'll have an idea in the middle of the night and I'll just like write a quick note, even if it's like a couple of words, because it will jog my memory. And sometimes like, and I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I wonder what ideas I came up with last night. And sometimes they are just so bad. I'm like, oh, this was so insight. Like in the middle of the night, I'm like, this is the biggest insight I've ever had. And I write it down and then in the morning I'll tell Amelia and she's like, (laughs) anyway, sometimes they're not great ideas, right? But sometimes they are. So remembering to write these things down, so important. And your best ideas come from when you're walking, when you're showering, when you're traveling, when you're forced to just sit, when you're forced to be a little bit bored, when you're not actively working and so your mind can wander. And what I really want people to get out of this episode is to stop doing what everyone else is doing and get a little bit more creative. Where is there a gap? What is something that you are uniquely good at? What can you add to the industry? The best businesses fill a gap. They're innovative. There's something different. There's something that no one else is doing yet. Focus on what your clients want, not what your competition is doing. Copying other people doesn't work. Sure, get some inspiration, add something. What's unique about what you're offering compared to someone else? Take someone else's good idea and build on it to make it great. And that might seem like stealing an idea. It's it's not. Like, that's exactly how everything essentially in the world works. Like, look at... (laughs) Does this analogy work? I'm just going to go with it and we'll see. But, like, the whole... The saying around recreating the wheel. Someone created the the wheel... So you're not going to create the same thing, but you might be like, hmm, what if I had two wheels? Oh, now I've created a bike. No one, the person who made the wheel isn't like, you copied me. They're like, you've done something different. The person that, and then maybe someone else is like, "Hmm, what about four wheels? Oh, look, you've made a car. Pretty sure that isn't how these things worked. But there's like a very crude example. It's exactly how science works. You don't do the exact same study that someone else has done. That would be a complete waste of time. You'd never get funding for it. Like it has to be novel. It has to be different. You do it in a different situation or under different constraints or in a different population. Usually one study creates more questions than it answers. You would never say, do you know what? I'm not going to study obesity because that lab studies obesity already or that group of researchers studies obesity already. It's not, like you would be like okay I'm gonna look at it from a different angle I'm gonna look at this aspect of it it's the same with coaching people don't think about creativity enough when they're coaching or with business you can create whatever you want with your coaching with your business like how cool is that stop just following people do something different if you don't like 
the way that other coaches do check-ins. That's awesome. That's great. Come up with a different way. Come up with your own way. Do something novel. Do something that is distinct. And hopefully that is better. Think outside the box a little bit and be different. That's your unique selling point. That is why people come to you and not to someone else. Do not like just limit yourself so much by being a watered down version of what everybody else is. And AFM coaches, I am talking directly to you here because I know every single one of you is an incredible coach and so unique. And this is, I guess, what's different about AFM mentoring. I'm not telling you to follow this distinct structure. I'm not like, if you follow this structure, you will make £10,000 a month. I'm like, I want to coach you. I want to mentor you to be the best version of you that you can be and to create the business that you want to create, that you're proud of, that is unique, that is different, that is innovative. So please don't become a watered down version of someone else. I mean, if you're on AFM, then I wouldn't let that happen anyway. If you're not, you can sign up at afmentors.com. You can also fill in an application there, which I would suggest you do uh, to make sure that we are a good fit. I've pushed a couple of people over to a different mentor recently because they are more working with face-to-face clients and I want to keep, well, actually, it's not even that. It's that online is my jam. There probably isn't anyone better at mentoring online than me. But face-to-face is not my jam. I've not done it for, I mean, I've not done it full-time for like six years now. I'm I'm a little bit rusty. I'm a little bit out of the game. I'm sure I could help, but it's not what I'm incredibly good at. It's not what I am uniquely good at. There are other people who are uniquely good at that, and I am more than happy to push you to them. So either way, you can fill in the application, and if I think someone else is better for you, then I will send them, I will send you their way.